0: Hey guys, this is Bonnie C of the Creativepreneur Podcast. Through this podcast, I aim to bring you interviews from some of the most inspiring small-scale entrepreneurs in the creative industry, talking all things photography, fashion, tech, and business. So if you want to gain insight, become inspired, and learn valuable tools to create your dream life, as well as bring your side hustles to life, then this is the podcast for you. Hey guys, Bonnie here and today I am recording a solo episode, my second one on this podcast besides my intro one. Um, So this week I thought I would talk to you about basically starting a side hustle. Um, In this podcast I really want to focus on a lot about being a creative and also diversifying your income and creating a side hustle or side project that you create to bring in an extra stream of income and yeah, something that relates to your career. So I thought I would go in and talk a bit about my experiences in what I have created in my own side hustles and also a couple of tips and my favorite platforms I would suggest and also what steps I take when creating a new business. So if you don't know, I guess my side hustles would be my presets, creative colour presets, which are my professional Lightroom presets that I sell, as well as that I also have Colour Tone app, which is my filter app, which is basically taking my professional presets and put them into an iPhone app which you can use on your phone. You don't need to download Lightroom or anything like that. It's just one-click editing, um, which has been really well-received and successful. And yeah, I think just because of the ease of that. So if you don't know, my side hustles, I would say are my creative color presets which are my professional Lightroom presets. That was the first side project slash side hustle that I released. Um, Yeah, selling my professional presets through Lightroom. It is a digital product which the customer can download and install into Lightroom and use to edit their own photos to a professional standard I still run this little side hustle and I do sell to a lot of photographers and influencers um, who definitely know how to use Lightroom and will basically use the presets to their full potential. Other than that, my second and biggest side hustle to date would be my app Colour Tone. Um, which is basically an app I developed to take my professional presets but put them into an iPhone app native on your phone, which means you can edit a lot easier. You don't need to download Lightroom. You don't need to sync the filters through the Lightroom app. You've got them directly on your phone. You can change the opacity super easy. It's just basically brought one-click editing and really accessible editing to the everyday user And yeah, so that's been a highly successful side hustle of mine and one that I have definitely been blown away by its success. Um, So those two are my main two, but other than that, I have also um, run a workshop. So I have set up a photography workshop that I have done two workshops for. I did a smaller workshop the first time which I actually offered free just as my first one to really sort of like test out the waters and see how many people would come and just sort of gauge my own interest in running it as a business. Um, And yeah, so after that first one and testing it out, the second workshop I did was a full day workshop. It was fully paid and we had that workshop sell out, which was super exciting. Um, So that is another side hustle I have done. Other than that, I am thinking, so a lot of you don't know this probably, but I did start a swimwear label back in the day um, because I was shooting a lot of swimwear and I'm like, hmm, I want to start another business and what's related to something I do and love. And of course, I shoot a lot of swimwear. So I'm like, why don't I create a swimwear label and then basically I'll be able to shoot all the content for it. I'll be up to take trips and, you know, basically have a reason to go and shoot with a model and then in turn I'll be helping myself out in my other business. And yeah, so I started a swimwear label. It, I kept it really low key. I didn't do, um, you know, manufacturing in Bali or China or anything like that. I actually found a manufacturer which was a girl I knew who um, designs and sews her own swimwear and activewear and she was in Brisbane and I actually reached out to her and did my first designs through her and kept all the production really local and really simple. Like I never took that business very big. It was just basically pocket money, side hustle. Um, Yeah, but it was really enlightening as to... Uh, yeah I guess what it takes to run a fashion label because you know fashion design is not my first interest and so it was very different and it was fun for a while Um, but you know packing orders got the best of me I didn't really have a passion for it and yeah I didn't have a passion for designing swimwear either. So in the end, I've kind of just let that one slide away and focused on my more photography-related side hustles, which I am much more passionate about. Um, But yeah, I'll come back to it later. But finding something that relates to what you do is a great idea. So if you are someone who is a creative and you're a photographer and you love shooting swimwear it's not a bad idea to shoot I mean to start a swimwear label I have seen it done before by other creatives and they have had great success with it Um, and yeah I just think it's amazing so yeah I will say if you are a photographer or videographer or content creator or even an influencer starting a fashion brand on any scale is a great idea because you were able to create the content yourself for it and it cuts out a lot of um, cost um okay so i listed creative color presets color tone app, my swimmer label workshops i think that's it so far uh, my next little side hustle project i'm working on is actually releasing digital courses um, So yeah, education's been a big thing that I have wanted to focus on for a while, but it does take a lot of time to set up and produce an online course, Um, especially, as you all know, I do have a baby who is now 10 months old, and yeah, basically since she was born, a lot of my side projects have hit a standstill, um, just because of not being able to have enough time to really focus on what you need to do. Um, and be able to put in the amount of time that is required but yeah so my next focus is basically creating um digital workshops and digital courses at my previous workshop which I mentioned um I actually did get a team along to video the day uh, because I did have in the back of my mind that in the future I would love to release that workshop as a digital workshop because I know I do have a lot of followers around the world and when I was putting on the workshop and promoting it, um, a lot of people were asking me to do a workshop in their city or a different city to Sydney and, you know, I just don't have the ability unfortunately, to travel the world and put on workshops everywhere. So I thought, hey, why don't I record this and then I can release it as a digital workshop product and then people from around the world who weren't able to come to my workshop in person can purchase the course and go ahead and watch it and basically, yeah, have access to everything that we had on the day besides shooting the models themselves. So that is... My next focus, um, as far as side hustles go, so you can see, I mean, even me as just one person, I've done quite a few little businesses and I really do suggest to any creative out there who has one stream of income and also a desire to have more to really think about what you do, what you love and what you can offer. So that's definitely the first thing I would suggest you to think about. Um, So yeah, for example... Sorry, I know I'm a bit like just scattered with what I'm saying, but I'm hoping this is all making sense. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not very um, proper with the way I speak. I'm just kind of really candid. So hopefully it's all, yeah, making sense to you. But first thing to look at when wanting to create yourself a little side hustle is what are you good at, what do you love and what can you offer? So for example, when coming up with mine, I was like, okay, I'm a photographer. I absolutely love taking photos and I love editing photos. Um, you know, presets were just starting to come out being sold by a couple of other creatives. So I'm like, hang on, I can do that too. Presets are a huge part of my workflow and something that I have, you know, has helped to desi- help to define my style. Um, a lot of people would have, you know, been able to pick out my work from, just the image and the final coloring and stuff like that. So I'm like, hey, I have these amazing presets I've designed over years. I use them every time and I can sell them. So, yeah, that was my first thought and that's what I did the first time. So I took my final preset files. I, you know, did some tweaks. I made sure they were all up to scratch and all sort of really usable across a variety of images, and then I went ahead and thought of a name. So I, I don't know how I came up with creative colour presets. I don't know, with names a lot, they kind of just come to me, not in a dream or something, but you know, um, they'll just pop into my head randomly or something. And, and once it like sounds good and solid, I don't know, it, I just kind of don't budge from it. So... Yeah, I'm a bit kind of like woo-woo with names once it comes along. You're like, yes, that's the one. And then you start, you know, thinking about that in your head, that that's the name and it just sort of, sort of starts manifesting all altogether um, from there. So Creative Colour Presets is what I decided to name it. Um, yeah, I don't know why I didn't call them like Bonnie C Presets or something. I think I wanted to sort of like brand it separately... I don't, I don't remember why, but you do have the option, you know, of, I guess, when you're starting a side hustle, do you call it something to do with your own name or do you call it something separate? That is something definitely to think about. Um, I usually tend to call them something separate. I don't really, you know, like to have Bonnie C presets or, uh, you know, Colour Tone App wasn't Bonnie C App or, you know, something like that. Um... I tend to like to have them have them separate. Maybe so if in the future I want to broaden it out, have other people come on or something like that, you know, it's not fully attached to me. But um, yeah, definitely do think about that. I do, however, still call the workshops Bonnie C workshops, but I think that's because, you know, it's important to keep my branding strong as Bonnie C on that because people are coming to learn from me. So it makes sense to keep that name attached to myself. It is a part of my brand. Um, Okay, yes, so when creating the presets, I basically made sure all the files were correct. I decided on the name and then next thing I always do is checking the website and names, making sure they're available on, you know, your social media, Instagram. Um, I got, yeah, com, and then I basically created the products I decided to sell on Shopify I've had quite a good I mean quite a lot of experience with Shopify in the past um, if you listen to my first episode you'll know I used to work for e-commerce brand called Black Milk Clothing and they run their store on Shopify so I was very familiar with the back end um, and also Shopify is one of the best e-commerce platforms I would say it's definitely my number one suggestion for just everyday peeps who want to open a store and sell something online. Um, it's easy to use. It's, well, once you sort of like have a good explore of the back end and get familiar with it, it's very easy to use. Um, they have uh, themes you can download through there, and there's also a lot of external theme sort of website places god i'm a great talker sorry guys um a lot of external sort of like uh people who create themes for shopify that aren't through shopify if that makes sense god i don't know why i can't speak today um but yeah anyway there's a lot of design options available for shopify and it's super easy to customize yourself as well um That is another hot tip I would suggest when creating a Shopify store. If you are working off a theme, definitely go through the back end and get familiar with it and learn how to customise your own theme so you're not just using the same stock standard theme that a lot of other people might have also bought. You definitely want to change it around, give it your own flavour and yeah, make it your own um, just so it looks a little different, it stands out and it doesn't look like you've just copied someone or used a standard theme um i actually love playing on the back end of shopify and i have you know created all of my websites so i've created my BonnieC.com, my creative color presets.com uh the color tone app um my other swimwear label and my workshops website so i've i always do my own um web design because i just think it's so accessible and easy these days and if you can do that yourself for your project that you're starting up, then you will save yourself a lot of money as well. So don't be deterred by the fact that you might not know how to set up an e commerce store or a website. Because if you are a creative, I have faith in you. I feel like as a creative, you know, we are kind of a bit more tech savvy, and you should be quite familiar with you know uh, all things digital and so it's not too scary. So if you do get yourself a Shopify store or Squarespace or you know uh, something like that just take your time learn the back end and you can do it yourself Um, and that will save you some time and money if you are setting up on a budget. Um, If you are planning on going big, then you can hire people to help you out with the design or graphic design portions of it as well. You know, it's not a bad idea to get um, some banner images done or something like that from a graphic designer or some custom buttons, you know, some custom graphic design could be a great idea. There are a lot of website builders out there and online shop builders, which the ability to customize pretty easily on the back end so you just get stuck into it and yeah, get creative um okay so back to my process with creative color presets I created my website Um, I have redesigned it since I first launched it I first launched it quite simply And then did a redesign, I don't know, maybe half a year later. um, And I've had that same design for a while now. So the main keys to sort of um, really remember is you've got to have strong product images. So in this case, my product images are kind of before and afters of, you know, digital images with the filter applied. so you have to have in this case like I mean it's different for clothing but in this case I had my before and after images showing each of the filters. I on my um, website creativecolorpresets.com I also have videos which flick through the filters um, on different images so you can see you know how the filter applies on a variety of images at once. Um, I also have some videos of um, the, the presets as LUTs, which is my video filters. So on those products, I have actual uh, video footage with the... LUT applied and working in action. So when you go on the website and you're shopping for my filters, you get a really good idea of how they're going to look and how they apply to the images. Um, I then have descriptions written in there and all of the um, you know specifications, what you need, the fact that it needs to be done through Lightroom. Um, you also have to spend some time creating the how to install instructions and stuff like that. So you've got to be really obvious, you know, if you're selling clothes or a product, you want to be listing out, uh, you know, the features of the item, what it's made of, um, all of that kind of stuff with digital products, you've just got to be as obvious as possible, because you will find people not reading all that stuff and just being like, hey, this doesn't work on my, you know, mobile phone, I wanted to download it directly to there. And I'm like, did you read the website? Like it's written there, this must be installed in Adobe Lightroom, then sync to your mobile through that, you know. Um, as well, it's stuff with digital products because people can want refunds, but you know, with a digital product, they can't return the item. So basically, if you're going to refund, they still get to keep the item and you're just giving them their money back. So it's really important to kind of protect yourself and write everything out to keep yourself, like, you know, to give yourself a leg to stand on when they write back. And you're like, hey, it was written here that this is this way. You know, you should have read that. But obviously because you've got to be you know customer service <laughs> but um, I still do give refunds to people who are silly and don't know that they can't use you know presets a certain way um, I just give them the refund anyway you know it is what it is and you've still got to refund them if they're not happy otherwise you know you never know what could happen they'll just go on a you know rampage of complaining about your business and stuff like that so really you know just be aware about that um okay yeah so when creating write all of your product descriptions and stuff like that you've got your product images you've played around with your website and you have put all the imagery up there um one thing to note with Shopify as well is you do have to pay for it it's not a free platform Um, I think most of them these days you will have to pay for. So that's not really new news. But I think if you were just selling something on a small scale, you could do like um, a WordPress site with a plugin. I think there's something called WooCommerce, I remember, where you can um, sell without – I don't think that costs anything. i have to check on that. Um, But yeah, so you can do it on a small scale like that if you want to start out. But yeah, once you've got your website all finished and your product's up, then it is a time to launch it. Um, I'm going to go into this a bit more in a minute. But yeah, so my process with launching my presets was pretty organic. Um, I had started talking about them on my um, Instagram. So there were a lot of people kind of getting excited for it. So I do suggest talking about... Um, the product that you're releasing, you know, before you launch it. So it's not kind of like a surprise to everyone. You're kind of warming them up to what you're going to be launching and creating some excitement Um, Because, yeah, when I first launched my presets, I'd been, you know, talking about them for ages. I'd been posting before and afters saying, you know, uh, my filter's coming soon. There were people basically messaging me daily saying, hey, when's this preset out? Or whenever I'd post about it. Um, Yeah, doing Instagram stories, stuff like that. Even involving people sort of on the process of creating it is a really good tip. So they feel like they're investing in you know, what you're creating and they become a part of it. So, for example, if you're creating, um, let's say, a course, then you can go ahead and be like, oh, you know, today I'm working on this module. What do you think of this? What would you love to learn? Um you know send me your questions I'm going to address them in this um, course and stuff like that or if you're you know say developing presets you could be like hey these are two I'm thinking of what do you think what's your favorite A or B yeah so just getting people involved in what you're doing it's going to really excite them they feel like they're involved in it and they will you know be more excited when it comes to buy so I launched my presets um pretty successfully in the beginning which was great because i had built that excitement people were waiting for them i can't remember what i did in the first day i wonder if i can get it up hold on let's see because this will be interesting um so shopify does have good analytics it, you can see sort of like daily how many people have, you know, um, you can see your online store sessions, you can see your total sales, returning customer rate, conversion rate, average order value. Um, you can search by top products, by units sold. Uh, you can see your online store locations by device. Most people shop by mobile these days. It just as a hot tip. Um And, yeah, you can see your traffic source, so, like, social media, direct, search, and other. So, you can see a lot of info on there, which is super handy. I'm just going to see if I can go back to – I don't even remember when I launched these. It was a while ago. Okay, let's see. I launched them in December 2017. Okay. All right. I got some stats here. Jesus, my presets were very profitable in the beginning. <laughs> Jesus, okay. So it looks like between December and January twenty eighteen, I made um, seven thousand dollars worth of sales for my presets, which is a crazy side hustle. I think personally, um, for someone who yeah is just using it as a side income and it's a digital product and doesn't cost them anything. Um, from January 2018 to Feb, I made $15,960 worth of preset sales. Mental, 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 mental. Um, March was 12708 and then April went down to 7355 5, and then May up to 12000 again and then it went down. Oh, I remember. So those first six months um, was crazy sales i can't even believe that looking back at that now i can't believe i've forgotten that (laughs) um but then in june let me just see if i remember this let's go to august 2018 yeah so that june in 2018 was when the instagram algorithm changed um do you remember when everything yeah used to be amazing and organic um I used to grow by like a thousand followers a day at one point or a thousand followers a week. And it was just, you know, really good growth. All the engagement was there. It was still the chronological order. It was like the glory days of Instagram. And yeah, so I could launch a product and have, you know, a huge amount of people see it. And obviously you can see that resulted in a huge amount of sales because there was a lot of people, you know, still seeing my stuff. Um... You can noticeably see here in my analytics in June 2018. I'm pretty sure I remember that was exactly when um, the first big change in the algorithm changed. I think that's when uh, it stopped being chronological or something like that. And my sales literally dropped from June. It went so the month before, I was saying May was 12,000. Then June went to 7,000. July was 5,000. August was four thousand. September was three thousand. October was three. November two, and then yeah, it kept on going down to a lot lower. Now I probably could have done a bit more in that time to nurture it, Um, but yeah, just that organic growth which just got cut. Oh my god, it's so sad now seeing the difference. I can't believe it. a tough world out there for a creative. Okay, yeah, so I will get back into it um, as to ideas you can do now uh, to, you know, market your products now that the algorithm's changed. But there was some glory days back in the day when it was you know, super easy to launch a business and, uh, you know, make money in your side hustles just by organic Instagram exposure. And I miss those days greatly because that is just wild looking back at those numbers. Um, But you can see, you know, if you do put in a lot to a digital product or a physical product, you can have great results with a small audience or big audience. But just by using organic social media. Um, at that point, I wasn't running any Facebook ads or anything like that. Um, I have done previously in the past. So I will go into them shortly, but yeah. So that was just organic. Okay. So that was my process with creative color presets. Um, now I will mention I am not making those kind of sales with my presets these days by any means, but I do not currently um, I do not currently push them. I have kind of let them just sort of like uh, just sit there in the background for quite a while since my app Color Tone was created. I've really you know, kept that as my main side hustle, and my presets are just there for professional photographers. Um, yeah, I really think just for the everyday consumer, having the filters and color tone app is a way better, easier version. I know a lot of creators still sell presets and have fabulous, you know, incomes from them, but um, my app color tone has, you know, taken over my preset sales by far, and. Uh, Yeah, I just think it's so much easier. And, you know, 90% of, you know, people wanting to buy filters, I mean, presets are just everyday consumers who would prefer it on their phone. But I do still sell my presets for professional photographers who want to use them on their laptop as they're intended. And yeah, use them that way. And so that's how, sorry, that is who still buys. And I still get um, a couple of sales per week for sure, from my presets, but at the moment, it's just kind of like pocket money. It's not doing those crazy numbers anymore. I probably should nurture them a bit more, but as I said, I do like to focus on my app color tone. I think that's the way forward for me, and my presets will always be there for professional photographers who want to, um, you know, purchase the ones accessible in Lightroom. So, I want to chat a little bit, now that you've heard one of my experiences... Um, about different services you can offer. So going back to our, what are you good at and what are you can offer. Um, so I obviously chose to do digital products. They are my favourite kind of product to offer because they are zero cost. So basically, all the profit you make, you keep. Obviously, if you're making a physical product, say you know a piece of swimwear or a camera bag, you have to factor in the cost. That you are paying um, to create the product for each sale. So, for example, let's say um, I am selling a bikini for $60, but for it to be even made, I have to pay $30. So, I'm only gonna get a profit of $30. Whereas, if I'm selling a preset at $85, and it cost me zero to make, then I get the whole $85. So yeah, digital products are fantastic, and I love them dearly. Um, you do still need to make sure that obviously the digital product you're selling has great value. So you don't want to be a scammer who is just basically taking people's money for nothing. Um, so obviously, with my presets and Even my app, I guess you could say, because that is a digital product as well. You know, I'm making sure that the filters are good, they are easy to use, there's not like, you know, things wrong with them that would mean people can't use them. If ever someone, you know, has any troubles and they email me, I always make sure I help them out as best as I can. Um, Yeah, so you really want to make sure the digital product is quality and really, gives the value of the price that you're charging, you know. Uh, We don't want to be scammers out there. I definitely do not. Um, So, for example, with the digital workshop that I want to release, I am definitely thinking a lot about that, you know. What's the price point that I want to release it at? Um, Will I be giving enough value for that? You know, uh, will people be getting enough from this, you know, because it's not the in-person workshop, Uh, what more can I add to this digital product to give it more value so with that in mind like to give more value let's say for the workshop I'm developing I will also be gifting my presets so the people who buy it aren't only just getting you know the education from the workshop day they'll also be getting the presets that all of the students received on the day so they can then you know, add that into their own photography. So what they've learned in the workshop they can implement and then also have the benefit of having all of my professional presets which they can then use. Um, So, you know, adding in that, potentially adding in a, you know, digital booklet which goes through all of the topics we covered and main points so they have that to take away with it as well. So you always want to make sure with a digital product you were definitely giving them the value for what they are paying. Um, And these are things that you know, it's still beneficial for you to add in because it will take you some time to create them in the beginning, but all it is taking you is time. You know, When you're creating a physical product, it's taking you time and also money to pay for the item. But with a digital product, all it is is your time. So really, as much as it might seem like a lot of work in the beginning, you only have to do it once and then you just package it up and then it's good to go. But yeah, I'm a very strong advocate of giving the value in a digital product, so people come away with it, uh, come away from it, you know, thinking they've still got something amazing. Um, so yeah, that's digital products. It's always something that's you know hosted online or downloaded online once they purchase it, and then yeah. So there's no physical product they receive. There's no cost to you, and um, you reap all the profits. So digital products are my favourite. Um, next thing you could offer is a service product. So service-based product would be something like already being a photographer. Um, you know, service is going out and doing the photo shoot. It is another thing which is, you know, pretty much just time. Um, but it might be a bit more time more often. So with digital products you created at the beginning and then it's done. With a service-based product, then you'll have to go out and continually you know, spend the time to offer that product but it is something good you can um, offer if you don't have any capital, you know, to be uh, buying stock or something like that. You can start off by having a service-based product, Um, you know, for example, let's say, uh, you know, I shoot fashion and swimwear normally but let's say I could add a service-based product um, of something, let's say two cafes where I go, hey, is a little content package I've got. Basically, I come to your cafe and I will shoot content for you. I'll shoot 20 images, uh, two videos, and I will, you know, give you your professional images and, that, and let's say it's $250 and it, you know, takes me an hour. So that's what I would say would be a service-based product that I could then, you know, even put on a website, allow people to book through my website, something like that. Or, you know, a portrait shoot, um, say, you know, $500 for a two-hour shoot and you get 50 images. These I'm just pulling off the top of my head. But so that's what I would call would be a service-based product um, you could offer. Additional to that, you could do something like, oh, I'm coming into this later, so coaching, is also another option you could offer if you are a professional in your field. So if you are an established photographer or, you know, creative, a videographer, something like that, whatever you're doing listening to this podcast right now, if you are an expert in your field, I mean, you don't even have to be an expert expert. You just need to have enough experience behind you that you know what you're doing, you're confident in what you're doing. And you could share with someone who is less experienced than you and wants to learn from you. So, a service based product in coaching, you could offer something like mentoring you could offer coaching calls where you go ahead and have people you know you have a coaching call with them let's say once a week where you discuss their business what they could do better their photography give them feedback on their portfolios stuff like that is a really great option if you are an expert in your field because there will be people who are less experienced than you and want to learn from you um so yeah and that's I mean, that's something you could probably even have without a e-commerce website like Shopify. Um, you could have that just on your website as an option and then, you know, have a little inquiry button and they could email you if they were wanting to inquire about that. Um, and then, yeah, you could do the payments all sort of back end through bank transfer or PayPal or something like that. So you could offer that service without even having to set up a proper online store um another uh, sorry (laughs) oh god um so digital products service-based products I wrote educational products but I'm going to put that kind of under service-based products but with educational I'm talking more like workshops um, and online courses so an educational product which is something you would host on a website something like on teachable where you would go ahead and create your educational uh, product um, or online course and you would host it there and you would have people sign up to your course and watch your training videos and stuff like that. Um, educational products also covers stuff like ebooks so if you were going to create an ebook. Um, I mean, that's a digital product too. Either way, that's another thing you can offer. And then lastly, I will say physical products. So, that is definitely um, something you could create. So, for example, like I've said before, if you wanted to create a swimwear label or a fashion label or, you know, being photographers like a camera bag brand or something like that, um, which I've also always thought would be really cool to do but I haven't yet done it because of the downfalls of working out how to produce such a thing and the cost you would have to invest. So physical products are going to use like they're going to have the most outlay in upfront costs. Um, So yeah you're going to have to have a bit of money to put behind that if you want to create one I mean I don't have the best example of experience with that but I am getting someone on my podcast next week who has started her own fashion label and has been running it for years so I'm gonna delve into it a lot more with her next week as to what it really takes to start a brand and how much it costs because I'm not an expert on that when I did do it with the swimwear I kept it very low key so it didn't cost too much Um, But, yeah, you are going to have to have some money to front for that. Um, I will actually take this moment to say, for example, with digital products and with my app Colour Tone, even though it is a digital product I didn't have the skills to create it myself like I did with my presets so my presets obviously I knew how to create them I knew how to develop all the content for them so I did that myself but with Colortone app I'm not a developer and I did not know how to develop the app myself so I did hire someone to do that and yeah, I have been working with him the whole time since the beginning now to almost two years on. And yeah, so finding my developer for that was my main sort of focus and priority. Yeah, so I did have to fork out and I still do for updates and stuff like that. I do have to fork out money for Colour Tone App, for the development for it, for the initial development and then any updates, I do still pay for that. So even though it is a physical product, I am still, you know, um, paying money for that as well. So I do have to take that into account with all of my profit and loss and stuff like that. So yeah, the main things you can offer digital products, service products, educational products um, and coaching and then physical products. They're mainly what I would say you look at and choose what you want to do. Okay, what have I got next? kind of spoken about this the next steps once you've decided what you can offer um, check name availability reserve your web address definitely do those first Uh, create a business name if you're in Australia it's easy to do that on the ASIC website Um, you should have a business name already for your own business if you are creative so I definitely always do those few things first I check the website to check social media I reserve my web address and I check a business name and once I've confirmed what I want, I will add that business name. Um, create the product is the next thing. Obviously, depending on which product you are creating, this will take a you know a large variety of time frames. So some digital products are easy to create. You could create them in, let's say, two weeks to a month. Um, an online course, you could smash it out and say two months, maybe even less, but you'll probably be spending more time if it's a physical product, you're going to be taking even more time, I would say, with um, yeah, the whole process of designing it, finding a manufacturer, sampling, stuff like that. So that's going to be you know, a certain amount of time. You'll probably be looking with a new you know, side hustle venture anywhere between a month to a year, I would say at least, to develop it before you release it but it really does depend what it is. Next step would be designing and finalizing the website. And then after that, you want to create a launch plan, create all of your imagery and content around the products, um, and then you would launch. Um, so when I'm talking about the website, I just thought I would suggest a few of my favorite platforms so Shopify, I've spoken about first, is fantastic for if you are selling a product, so be it a physical product or digital product. I love Shopify, super easy to use, and I just think the most user-friendly um, e-commerce platform. I think it's around $70 a month, so you do want to be making sure, you know, you're getting at least that many sales so you can pay for it, otherwise you're going to be out of pocket, which sucks, but it's not too expensive. Um also through Shopify you have the ability to sell digital products through there and then you I think um, you install a widget or maybe it's inbuilt built in there now but basically you can create a product which is a digital one and once they purchase it they get sent a download link or I think it appears on the thank you page like after checkout and they can download their digital files directly there so you do want to do that. Um, another option for e-commerce There is Big Cartel, which I believe is a smaller e-commerce website uh, you can look into. Squarespace also has an e-commerce inbuilt platform. Um, Squarespace is what I run my portfolio website on. And when I was selling tickets to my workshop, I actually did it through Squarespace Squarespace e-commerce because obviously my Shopify was for my presets and I didn't want to create a whole new Shopify page for that um so yeah Squarespace also has e-com if you have your website through there which is cool um uh, what are we talking about educational products and service products um okay so for my digital workshop I have just found and created it on Kajabi that's K-A-J-A-B-I which is a new like fairly new maybe one to two years old um, online like digital product sh- workshop e-commerce platform type thing that's the best way to describe it there's probably a better way than that because that was pretty shit but either way it's basically a platform where you can create and upload your own online courses um, similar to this you've got teachable udemy um, what's that other one skillshare uh, stuff like that so I was looking at teachable um, and Udemy to me, I think when I found Kajabi, uh, but Kajabi seems really good. It's got a lot of customization in the website you can make for it, and it also has inbuilt like marketing stuff. So basically, when you're in there, it also helps you create like marketing and sales pipelines. So that's where you'd be getting leads for your course. So you can build an email list, stuff like that. It's got a really friendly website builder. You can create um, sales pages and stuff like that. So everything you would want in addition to your online course page to help you market and launch your course, Kajabi has. And I don't think Teachable or Udemy has those sort of features. So if you are creating a course and you want to take it seriously and you want to go ahead and sort of create email campaigns and stuff like that all built in, all leading to your offer – Kajabi seems really good and I have liked it so far. It's been really easy to use. I mean, the back end does take some getting used to and navigating, but just like with Shopify, if you spend the time to navigate it and learn it, then definitely, you know, find your way around it and can create something really great. So when I release my course soon, which it is not yet ready, um, I'll be able to link you to it just so you can see what I've done and created through Kajabi. But that would be my main suggestion for if you're creating a course. It is not cheap, I will say that. I'm I'm pretty sure Teachable and Udemy and Skillshare and stuff are a lot less pricey. But I am paying for Kajabi because I want all of those extra features. And hopefully I will be, you know, making the money back on it. So it will be worth the investment. Fingers crossed. Anyway, someone will uh, buy my course. Okay, so... After you've done all that, you've created your product, you've picked your website, you've made your website and all that, you want to create a launch plan. You can just willy-nilly this. I have willy-nilly-ed it a lot before. But the main sort of tips I would say for launching is to build excitement so whatever you know sort of access to followers you have whether it's on your Instagram your YouTube or you have a mailing list definitely start warming them up to the product start talking about it um, start trying to get them involved in sort of creating it anything to build excitement for your product that you're going to be offering Um, definitely do this beforehand I mean there are a bunch of a bunch of techniques which I might rattle off if i can remember them um you know for creating like that exclusivity feel um you know the urgency and stuff like that but basically you do want to ramp up the excitement for your launch so you're not launching to crickets like you don't just want to come out one day without never having talked about it saying hey guys, I've got presets, they're available today, you can buy them now, go. You know, when people haven't even seen, you know, how your presets worked, the difference they've made, they haven't even heard about it, they're going to be like, oh, okay, no, I don't want to buy from you at all. This is a bit weird. So yeah, definitely create a bit of a plan. Um, You can do this by, I mean, there's heaps of, oh God, I'm trying to think of them on the top of my head. Um, There are a couple of fantastic books. Um, One, I will link them below here actually. Um, Okay, so one of them about marketing and launching is Sell Like Crazy from Sabi Subri. It's a relatively new book out. Um, He released it not too long ago and it is all about selling. So it also covers a huge... Um, portion on like Facebook ads and stuff like that Uh, which I briefly mentioned earlier I would talk about so I may as well go into it now. Uh, Organic growth is really hard to sort of like make sales just out of nothing anymore as you could see by my numbers previously. It used to be really easy and now it's not so I definitely think if you were serious about launching a product definitely looking into Facebook ads maybe even Google Ads and YouTube Ads, but definitely Facebook and Instagram Ads. It is pretty scary at first and hard to learn, but once you learn them, then I think you can have fantastic success. And I'm going to go out there and say you do not need to be too scared of it. It is possible for you to learn yourself and do. I have run successful Facebook Ads myself in the past. Yeah, so you don't need to think, "Oh, I can't do this. This is above my, you know, knowledge." I don't have access to you know a marketing firm or something who can help me you don't need to it is fiddly behind the scenes but get in there try something with some small amounts of money in ad spend and see what works um, basically it's all about just picking the right audience uh, you can actually there is a feature in Facebook ads where you can do um, you can actually gather your Instagram audience so let's say you have 10,000 Instagram followers you can actually yeah put that in as an audience in your Facebook ads and it will target your Instagram audience that it can find on Facebook or Instagram it will target them and then you can also make look like audiences where you basically go I want a look like audience from my current audience and then it finds people like your followers who would be interested in the same stuff and it Uh, pictures to them too and then you can get really nitty-gritty in there you can say you know I only want to target females between let's say 18 and 35 who have interests in photography and lightroom and then you can create an audience that's based on that so you can learn Facebook ads there is a lot of info out there you can watch YouTube videos on it you can search for articles on it Um, But this book, Sell Like Crazy by Sabi Subri is great. It goes through a bunch of launch formulas and really breaks down Facebook ads and stuff like that. So as much as I cannot remember it off the top of my head because I haven't read it in a while, if you read through that book and implement everything he says, I think you could actually crush it in creating you know a successful launch for a product and building your email list and creating a successful ad campaign so that's one um the other one I was talking about before is called the launch formula I'm just googling um it right now so I can tell you who it's by the launch formula is by Jeff Walker um I'm pretty sure this isn't fairly old school like maybe 10 or so years old but I think they've done revised versions now Um, but it has some great tips on creating you know um, a launch procedure basically before you release your product so you can launch you know to the best possible standard so that's a good one too I've read I'm sure there's so many more that I'm mentioning right now but these are two that I've just personally used and liked So yeah, so create your launch plan, go through any of these, ah, there's heaps of stuff you can find online too. So just Google it if you don't want to buy the books and just make some kind of plan before your launch. And another great technique, which a lot of brands do these days, it seems also almost impossible to grow a brand without the use of influencers. Um, So gifting an influencer. I actually haven't done this very much, which, yeah, I mean, I probably should have done and, you know, would have achieved a bit more, Um, what's the word, not eyes, but like more people would see your products. So basically the idea is that you gift your product to an influencer in, you know, a related field to your product, your item for free, and then they will either, so you could either Gift it to them for free without expectation. And if they want to talk about it and they love it, they will share it on their platform. Or you can gift it to them and then pay them essentially to talk about the product and share it on their channels. Um... It used to be, once again, back in the day, a lot easier to do this for free where you would gift them out and more influencers would be willing to share their love for it. But now, of course, everyone's kind of like pretty privileged and they want to get paid and it's not cheap to, you know, do influencer marketing with an expensive, big time influencer. Um, so if you are in this industry, what I would suggest is utilising any contacts you have. So if you, for example... Are a photographer and you're releasing presets or a camera bag, um, and you have worked with models who are now your friends. I would suggest utilizing that connection and saying, "Hey, I'm just releasing this new product. Can I give it to you for free?" And then I would love if you shared something about it. And if you are friends with them, they would probably be more than happy to do that for you, which is super nice. But All in all, if you do gift out for free, there is a good chance that they're going to at least do an Instagram story and tag you or something like that. So, you know, especially with digital products, if it is relevant to them, do feel free to send it out. There are also influencers, you know, who are photographers. So, for example, if you were doing an educational product like a digital course or even presets works for this too. You could send them out to other photographers and say, Hey, here's my product for free. Would love if you shared about it if you liked it. And yeah, photographers would be the perfect people to share your product to their audience because they're the people who are interested in what you're doing and want to, you know, get it too. So gifting influences is a huge way and a huge current technique being used. Also it doesn't always have to be about the biggest influencers but the big Biggest numbers, because you'll find that often these influencers will have a very, sometimes diluted audience. For example, just because a uh, you know model has a million followers, it doesn't mean she's going to have you know enough female followers who are going to want to buy your product, or enough photographer followers who are going to buy your product. So, oftentimes, going to smaller influencers with more of a tighter niche is a better way to go. I feel like that kind of covers my sort of top tips for diversifying your income and starting a side hustle (laughs) going from you know conception all the way through to launch in a very rambled way so i really hope some of this made sense um i'm happy to chat about it more i yeah so please if you have any questions about this just hit me up either dm me on instagram or you can leave me a voicemail on my anchor fm page which i'll link below i'm still waiting for someone to send me a voicemail (laughs) no one's done it yet and i'm waiting because i want to be able to put the question on my podcast it'll like play through here and then i can answer it kind of like i was talking to you so if you do have any questions about business please feel free to ask me. I am more than willing to talk about it. I love talking about it. It excites me. So yes, let's chat for sure. So I think I'll wrap up this episode there. I will just mention that I'm thinking of putting on a mastermind potentially next Sunday. So it'll be an in-person mastermind in On the Gold Coast, because that's where I'm based now, it'll be super limited, probably only like four or five spaces, because I want to keep it quite intimate. Um, So, other photographers or videographers or creatives who want to come along with me and a group of like minded people and chat about business and what we're working on and get advice from each other, I thought it would be great to put on a little one of those and then maybe record it and share it on the podcast as well. So, if you are interested in coming along to a mastermind with me on the Gold Coast, then please slide into my DMs as well and uh, that'll motivate me to actually organize it. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I actually had a pretty good time chatting about it and I really hope it all made sense. Uh, Sorry if it didn't. But yeah, once again, any questions, please hit me up and I will be happy to chat more. Okay, bye. Hey guys, Bonnie back here again. I forgot something. I just wanted to say and chuck this in there that if you are a creative, I really highly suggest doing this and going ahead and creating yourself some kind of side hustle. Because diversifying your income is definitely I think one of you know the keys to not success but creating your sort of like own financial freedom. Um not relying solely on one income um and yeah I just think it's so amazing especially in this day and age when it's so achievable to create a product and launch it yourself I just think it's yeah the best thing so even though it will take you a lot of work to set up and create it's definitely worth it and definitely within the grasp of everyone listening so please feel motivated because coming from me who has done it myself it's just allowed me to have the freedom to continue working for myself and you know having a baby and being able to stay home with her and stuff like that so having yeah Second income, and you know, if you can set it up with the digital product, it can even be passive income, which is even better, where you're getting income without even having to do anything. Um, You know, the money just comes in and it sells itself. So, if you can spend the time, set up the processes, create the product, and launch it correctly, and then you know, support yourself with some marketing be it Facebook ads or. You know an email funnel something like that it really is amazing and everyone has the opportunity to do it so i hope you're all motivated to think of what you can release and create and yeah i just wanted to let you know you can all do it and we all should because it's just amazing